It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boomus Rusty. Maybe I should change that and go Boomus Rusty and then yo, man. Maybe I'll do that now. Uh, that sounds good. That sounds like a good plan. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Monday. This is uh, another podcast today because I'm go, go, go today. And I got I got my coffee in my coffee cup to prove it. And uh, this is the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, where you can go and find other shows that I am on. I think I'm on all of them. So you're in for some real rusty time. And I'm going to have a new logo today that someone on Facebook just said, hey, I'm going to make you a logo. And so I got a new logo and it looks pretty cool. I've had my old one for a decade-ish. So about time to do a new one. Anyhow, that's not what it's about. This is a Rusty Got a New Logo podcast. This is the public access podcast where I hit record and I start talking to people. I don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. But uh, we're going to do that. And so why not do that? And why not bring on a special guest? And why not make that special guest be here, right here, right now? Rose Jones, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you coming on and getting to talk and meet you without having really... Uh, I just really just met you five yeah. minutes ago. So, you know, it's, it's new. So I, I like that though. I enjoy that in the podcast. And um, so let's see. So I met you in a, a, one of the, of the Facebook podcast group and one of those, correct? Yes. So what brought you into that? What brought you into, you know, with the podcast group, you have a podcast yourself. I think you said, and then were you looking for, you know, to, I don't know, what were you trying to? I have a podcast, uh, a Sisters Love podcast, and I'm in the groups mostly to both be guests on other people's podcasts and to um, find guests for my podcast. Okay. And so there's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of people doing it right now. There's a. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of podcasts, a lot of guests, a lot of people wanting to guess. Uh, what what kind of people are you bringing on to your show? Do you have a um, sorry? Go ahead. It's okay. On the Sisters Love podcast, uh, we focus on um, inspiring stories around trauma and domestic violence. Um, I'm a survivor of domestic violence, so I want to give people an outlet to tell their story, so they they can feel safe and tell, so they don't feel alone in their journey of healing when they do decide to walk into that process of healing their trauma that they experienced from domestic violence or rape or anything that's very dramatic in your life. Was something, was it something happened uh, and you decided to go do a podcast uh, after that happened, after the domestic, uh, what was the word you used? Domestic what? Domestic violence. 
you said domestic violence. Okay, domestic violence. Did you go right on and start a podcast, or did that get you no, to several years later? Um, I started a podcast because um, I started my business, Let Rose Speak, because uh, I had a story to tell, and I because of my domestic violence and the things that I experienced as a kid, I really kept it to myself. But in my healing journey, I feel like it was a uh, it was time for me to tell my story. So I feel like the best way to do it was through my business, like Rose Speak. It was like a speaking business where I just pretty much go around telling my stories. And um, by me telling my stories, I was able to hope a lot of other women embark on their journey of healing. And I just wanted to have a platform for them to also start their journey of healing. So what was it that got you to uh, decide to tell your story? my kids. Um, I've been through a lot and I seen how my trauma was affecting my kids and I wanted to heal and I didn't know how to. So I just started doing the things that I didn't know how to do. And I feel like the first step was for me to start talking about it, to be aware of it, to, to bring awareness to what I was going through and to just see as I talk, what help can come towards me when I do tell my story. Um, so I was going to ask this, so, um, so, okay. So one thing that I do, because with, uh, a lot of stuff like domestic violence or anything that's caused, you know, a, a bit of a bit, a bit of trauma, um, is, is hypnosis. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to to plug my my own stuff here but um that's something that i do that's that's the one thing i'll do for free is uh working with people who've had some sort of you know traumatic uh, type of experience and because i don't know because there's a like you're saying like if you don't you know, hit it, you know, and take it on and, you know, talk about it, that it's going to like, maybe it might be coming out in other kind of ways, or, you know, mm -hmm. something's going to happen. And, um, you know, that comes right back into your head. And so yeah. if you don't talk about it, if you don't just work on it, it, you'll recycle it, you'll continue to recycle that abuse, even if you don't go into another abusive relationship, you'll start to abuse yourself because you are in your head, you're talking to yourself, you're blaming yourself for everything that's going on with you. You have to give yourself time to heal and understand what exactly happened so that you don't repeat it again. And then that also, I mean, then it goes in, you know, can go down maybe a, at least a couple generations, usually. Yeah you know, uh, the person's kids and usually then their kids and after that too. Yeah. And um, yeah, at generations, my, my mother was in abuse. My mother and my father's in abusive relationship. My grandmother was too. And I'm pretty sure my great grandmother. So it went down four generations for us. Um, try to break it with my kids. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, that what, what more could a kid want out of that? I mean, that's something that because I mean, and as you, as you were, you know, a kid, it's something you're born with and it's something that's, you know, in your, 
in your DNA when you're born and is you don't know it. You don't know that that's there. And you know, that it's not, it's not your fault. It's, you know, it's just something that's, that got passed down and it's, you know, can come from all kinds of circumstances. And, and then, so with, um, and like you were saying, like with it, like, is very easy to want to put it away and just yeah not not want to talk about it or you know bring light to it yeah but then something happens and so uh with hypnosis i've i do a desensitization um exercise when the clients in hypnosis and so what i tell that people is you know, you got to live it one, one more time, just one more time. You're good. It's going to happen eventually anyway. You know, why not have it in a place where you can be safe and not, you know, you're like in the most relaxed state you're going to be in to be able to do it. And then every time it happens after, after that, it's going to be, you know, less and less impactful when it, you know, something like that, that would be really jarring to you when it comes up again, it's not going to be as big of a deal. It's still going to be a big deal, but not really at the same degree. And not as triggering. So not as triggering. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your goals with the hypnotizers to just bring that, that intensity level of each trigger that you have when it comes to the situation. Yeah. And so what happens, it sounds stupid, uh, but, but, uh, things kind of do sound stupid sometimes. And mm -hmm. so uh, basically what happens is I have the person uh, acting like they're watching a movie of this happening. And then, so you get through it one time, that's the hardest part. And it just gets easier from there. And then, uh, you know, I'll tell them to, you know, uh, you know, put in some funny music in there, you know, make someone have a funny voice, do kind of weird stuff like that, that kind of takes the power away from it, make people look like they're moving funny. And it sounds ridiculous, but when you're in hypnosis, it's, mm -hmm. it's not, but it's, uh, I mean, what I can do in an hour and a half, you know, could take a lifetime for someone else. And so, if you have, uh, yeah, if you have people that are, who'd be interested in that, um, like I said, I don't charge for that. If you want to send them my way, um, okay. again, not, yeah, not to, not to plug myself, yeah. uh, but you know, I just, yeah, I, I like putting that in there. Um, and so, so have you had to tell this kind of the same story over and over, or how do you, when you're going up there and someone tells you or asks you to be on their podcast or um, do a speech in front of people? Are you telling the same story? Are you mixing it up? I don't want to have you on here and just, I feel like you're having to tell the same story over and over again. I do allow people to pick my brain. So most of the times when I go on people's podcasts, it's pretty much about they just ask for a quick background and then the rest of it is like pretty much picking my brain about like, okay, this happened now, 
when this was happening, what, what, what was going through your mind? And now that you realize that was happening, how do you approach it now in your life right now? So it's pretty much asked me how these things affected my life in different areas. Everybody has different questions when it comes to, um, to the domestic violence. A lot of people um, like to focus more on the physical aspect, but it was more for me the emotional. So it's some people that go, to, some people that's really not that knowledgeable about domestic violence, they really just think it's a lot of physical and people don't go into the emotional part. So I like to really talk about the emotional part because that's the part that stays with you the, the most, the longest is the emotional abuse and it stays with you for a lifetime if you don't handle it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. and like I said, it goes to your kids and usually yeah. their kids' kids. Yeah. And, and so uh, I have another question. Do you ever work with men? Or is it I only women? Men, but not fit. I never work with them because I don't know how to tap into them because I'm a woman. And a lot of men, it's better for men to help men in some yeah. situation, but I do talk to them. I do give men advice. I do let them see it from a woman aspect of a situation. I do that a lot. It's like, okay, now it's time to see both sides. You know, I'm I'm very neutral in a situation, a conversation, so I can see both sides of the story. I can sit in the middle of a conversation and see a men, the men aspect in a woman aspect. So I just try to bring an insight to them as from what a woman sees and, and how we project and how we see in a situation. So what, what were you seeing in that? Like, I mean, uh, as far as you said, like emotionally is where, what gets you the most and stays with you the longest. And so, I mean, are there certain, or were there, are there certain things that happen that have it all raised back at the word trigger i i don't like yeah, using just the word like, trigger very much it's pretty but. much like activities like things that the person would say to you and it will hold on to you and it'll give you a feeling of not feeling enough or not feeling like you're worthy and when that that worthy is i call it like a worthy wound like you just don't feel enough and um when people say that you did something wrong or you didn't accomplish something, you feel like, oh my God, I'm not enough. And it's not, it doesn't mean that you're not enough. It just means that you need to try a little bit harder or you need to do something different. But in your mind, because of that emotional abuse that you got in that relationship, you just feel like I'm not enough. I will never be enough. Nothing I do or nothing I say will ever be good enough. No matter how much I work hard, no matter what I do, I will never be enough because of the most abuse that you get from a, some relationships, it can hold on to you and it can warp your whole mindset and the way you see and the way you perceive it. It can stop you from growing and pursuing things because when you hit a roadblock and someone say like, oh, we need to do this and you, your mindset, I'm not enough. So you will shut down and you won't proceed to move forward in life instead of seeing it as an opportunity to grow. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, that's just who I am now. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, and I mean, this with relationships too, I mean, if you're not, you know, tackling what you have gone through and how to process all that and get through it and realize how things went, it's going to happen again in the next relationship. Mm-hmm. And you gotta if someone doesn't deserve it. 
Yeah, exactly. You have to, when you leave a relationship or anything, it's best to reflect on the old relationship. See what went what went good, what went bad, how, things that you could have did better, things that you want to change about yourself, things that you don't want to allow in your next relationship. Just reflect on the relationship and see the things that you can work on and grow on and things that you want to add to your new relationship and things that you don't want to tolerate in your new relationship. Yeah, and I think that's really important to have that um because yeah i mean it's it's in, in a way you know kind of selfish to go into a relationship you know carrying Back carrying in. that and i mean i've done that i've done that and it's yeah. it's not fair for whoever yeah. yeah yeah it's not fair for the other person who just sort of like a kid you know coming in and it's not their fault it's just something that they entered into and there's they're there and yeah without the knowledge of what's going on yeah we are supposed to heal you're supposed to definitely heal and work on yourself before you go to relationship you shouldn't jump from relationship to relationship definitely give your time yourself the time to de-stress and just really focus on who you are and who you're becoming and what you're looking for so a lot of people are in relationship just because a relationship is what people think they're supposed to be in and relationships are meant for reasons and the reasons for relationship any type of relationship that could be a romantic a friendship a business partner uh acquaintance is always meant to help us grow and help us become a better version of ourselves relationships is not just meant to have them just because they are because they exist right and if you're yeah if they're not then i mean it's not really a yeah it's still a relationship but it's not a relationship that's going to yeah take you, know. you anywhere or be potential for anything like i already i always tell people like if i'm in your life and i'm not bringing nothing to your life if i'm taken away from you then this is a relationship that definitely needs to be needs to end or re be reevaluated and see how we can because you're not added to somebody like doesn't mean that you can't in the future it just means that you have to reevaluate what's going on in the relationship and then see if that can happen and if you come to a conclusion that it cannot happen then that's when the relationship needs to end but the best thing to do i'd rather leave somebody the same than leave them worse off than when i met them what do you mean by that? Like, if you meet, if I meet somebody, if I come into a relationship with somebody, I rather not. If I'm not able to add to their life, I rather just leave them have how I found them than take away from anything from them. Like, I don't want them less than the person than I met them. I want to. If I can't add to you, I rather just leave you exactly the same. So that's why you should know when you go into a relationship if you're able to add to this person. If you feel like you cannot, and you feel like you're gonna take away, you, it's better to leave them as they stand than try to tap into that person and end up taking some of who they are away from them. Because when we're in toxic relationship, you're literally snatching, like it's like putting two pieces of paper together with glue and then you rip it apart. Nine out of 10, you're, you're ripping part of that person and you're taking part of them and they're taking part of you with them where you're supposed to be adding to each other and supposed to be growing you know and we're snatching and we're ripping and we're pulling parts from people and then they looking for those parts of their self and they can't find it because you have it 
And now they have to go refine it and rebuild themselves because you wasn't in the position or the place to help them. So what do you think it is that uh, that people have the need to hold on to the person, hold on to that relationship that's going sour or not, you know, helping anyone? Yeah. Because there, some people hold on to those relationships because they're selfish and they need some, something inside that relationship is feeding some type of need. Like a lot of people that have abandonment issues, they rather deal with a toxic relationship and deal with toxic people than feel like they're alone. So the need for comfort and companionship will outweigh the need of the toxicity. Like, oh, I know this is bad for me, but I need this need fat more than I care about how this makes me feel. Yeah. And I mean, we all need to have our needs met and it's real easy to, you know, overlook something and- yeah. We, we and throw this, the red flags in the garbage. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> how many red flags have we thrown in the garbage? Exactly. It's like, ah, it's, it's fine, you know, whatever. It's <laughs> not, not bad. And then, yeah, you're like, okay, well, I should have listened to my gut. And so how much do you think your gut feeling plays in a lot of this? Or do you think it gets clouded by your head? Uh, your gut feeling, they said like butterflies. I heard the same before, like butterflies. It's like when you meet somebody, they say, oh my God, I got butterflies. They said that people think that butterflies are good, but they're not. Butterflies is a it's an indication that you already met this person. It's something about this person or something about them that's familiar. And your body is telling you like something about this person is familiar. So you need to pay attention. Your body already knows that this is not where we need to be, but we ignore it because we think it's, oh, I'm butterfly. It feels good inside. That means that I'm nervous and I'm not, your body is nervous. It's nervous because it recognized the pattern and recognized this already. And it means like, stay away not come towards and, and you're in yeah. Of that. yeah you're in fight or flight mode all the time around mm -hmm. them then after that yeah um, just running on adrenaline and you're gonna end up doing stupid stupid stuff if uh if you're if you're running on adrenaline it's gonna yeah. just yeah always like you're always on guard and yeah having that i mean i think that's a very important um, yeah, it, thing for anyone to know like if you have those butterflies, it's not a good thing. Not I don't know who, who it was who started saying that, that, oh, it's, it's love. You know, yeah. that person, ah, they're, they're wrong. They're, they're wrong. wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. I mean, there's not, not really a, a better way to say, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're wrong. It's not, not good at all. So yeah, if you got those butterflies and, and so I mean, so is there, you know, like, is anyone gonna be, I don't know, if, if like they get the butterflies, what do you do? If you get the butterflies, you just walk away. You just say, no. sorry, I, I felt I don't get a good vibe. I'm not, I'm not vibing with you. Just, you see, so you, I, I, something's really, off about you I, I don't want to be around you anymore or what, what would be a good good way to do that I think it's best to just you could just continue the conversation with that person and just 
pay attention to what's going on in the conversation to see how familiar it is, see where it's tapping in and see why you are experiencing those butterflies. Like you need to be aware of this. Like we know we get the butterflies. Our body knows, but our mind don't. You know what I'm saying? I, like, it's just like with trauma. Your body stores trauma even when you don't remember because sometimes your body subconsciously block, your mind will subconsciously block out things because it cannot, you cannot function with it because it will take over your, your whole life. So your, your brain is very smart to lock those things away. But your body will always remember because you will say, why is I'm trembling? Why is my body doing this when I'm around this person or when I smell this specific thing? And you don't even know why. Because your body didn't, your brain didn't lock down that memory, so you can't tap into it. So it's like that. It's like trying to be aware of why you get no butterflies. Try to be aware of like what is familiar about this person. What is this trigger in my stomach is causing me? Like just trying to walk yourself through so you can be aware. So okay, now I know why I got these butterflies. Now I know why my body is having this type of reaction because of this distance and this happened to me in my past and my body didn't like how it was in my mind it wasn't a good experience for me so I don't my body did not want to react that experience again so it's warning me to stay away it's so, good to have conversations when you have those butterflies so you can have more awareness and more reflection on who you are and what's going on with you and your body so that when you're moving forward, you can already know those warning signs and you can see those in future people and future partners and interactions. Do you remember the last time you had butterflies in your stomach talking with someone? No, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to be around positive people. So I don't, I really don't get butterflies. I don't get nervous and stuff like that. And I think that's just, good yeah, surrounding yourself with people who are yeah more into, yeah, into you and mm -hmm. you know, what, what, what you are, who you are, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so then with the people that are still like are or is any people that are just if they find themselves in some situation after the butterflies um you know that's going to lead to you know anything that you know could be domestic violence or anything kind of like that i mean how soon is too soon to to go it's never too soon to go you can say bye to the person the next day like it's all up to you and how much you love yourself and how much you're aware of what's actually going on around you um you can walk away from a relationship as soon as you feel like it's not feeding you or it's not where you want to be and that's the good thing about healing and self-love is you know what you need and you know who you are. So when something does not align with who you are and what you want, you have the power or the ability to walk away. Unhealed people will stick around a little longer just to see if it is exactly what they think it is. They're like, well, I just wanna be 100% sure. When you're healed or when you love yourself, you know for a fact like, oh, I don't like how this feel. I don't like how what this person is saying to me. I don't want to stick around to see if it's going to get better or I'm going to get worse. Um, 
I'm just going to walk away from this. It just does not align with who I am because anybody aligned with who, who I am or what I want to do in my life would never approach me like this. It wouldn't even be an option for this person to even say these words out their mouth because that's how those are the type of people that I'm aligning myself with. So how hard was it to have to, besides the romantic relationship, uh, how hard was it to leave other relationships that weren't aligning with you? Um, and how was that soon after you were able to start healing yourself or was that, is that around um, different time? Different times. Um, friendships was hard because there's so many people that I actually loved and I wanted to feed into, but it was hard for them because they didn't want, they didn't want the same thing they, that I wanted for them for themselves. So I wanted them to be healed. I wanted them to be on the same journey that I am on and they didn't want it for themselves. So sometimes you just got to leave people behind and hopefully they'll catch up with you later. And that's what you got to do. And hopefully I just, my, my whole purpose was, I was like, maybe if I keep them around, they'll see how good I'm doing and maybe they'll just change their mind. But what you doing that holding on to them is actually dragging you down because they have negativity. They don't have any drive or don't have any progress going on. So you're too busy working on hoping them progress in life and try to get them where they're going to do it. And it's taking up so much your energy and so much of your time that you forget about you. You forget about what your goals is and your boundaries and stuff like that. And you're just step, you're letting go, you're pushing back boundaries. You're, you're doing things that you wouldn't use to do just so they can feel comfortable so they can be on the same page as you. But sometimes they just would never be on the same page. So you just have to be comfortable with understanding like I will have to let this relationship go and hopefully in the pray to God that one day that we'll meet each other again and that we'll be able to be back on the same page. So, I mean, do you have like a certain type of, or I don't know, so like when you're doing speeches, do, uh, I mean, are people coming up to you afterwards and start telling you stories or yeah. you know right away and then and what's that like it's it's empowering it's it makes me feel good because I just a lot of people come to me and they tell me this they're like this is my first time ever telling my story and they like I just feel comfortable telling to you and I just feel proud of myself because I've given people that platform that capabilities to actually open up and start their healing journey and the same thing happened with my mom um, when I started my journey and talk about my story, um, she was able to tell her story for the first time too. Wow. Yeah. To everyone or to you or herself? I or... did it at one of my events and she was like, can I have the mic? And we had like the, like an open mic situation where we let people come up and talk if they sure. wanted to share the story. And then she came up there and she told her story for the first time. How much of it did you know about? The part that she shared, none of it. Whoa. And so how, what happened after that, when she got off the mic and you started talking with her? We, we definitely did like a big hug and everything. And it was very powerful. It helped us connect a lot more and it helped me see my mother in a whole different light. Now I, I couldn't 
kind of understood like what she was going through and kind of the struggles that why we had what we had and why she did what she did. It gave me a lot of clarity about what was going on in her life and her mind and why we had the childhood that we had. Well, have you ever, are you uh, thinking about doing a book? Is a book something in your your future? I have. I've been featured in the book um, and I told part of my story, um, but I haven't wrote my own book. No, I haven't did that. Okay. Yet. I assume that'll probably end up somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah you'll, you'll, you'll get there. It's good. It's, I see. Yeah. Has to, has to happen. And then, so have you had your mom on your podcast? Nope, not yet. Um, she has, she's not really technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she definitely do be at my physical events. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, maybe maybe do one there, do a, yeah. uh, or, or record it or something. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know, you probably, uh, you don't record, you can't record your events, right? I assume. No, yeah, we don't. Yeah, for privacy, and I don't want to, yeah, they, if I want it to be a safe place for people, so I don't really recording stories with and unless they want unless they give me permission to um so then where where are you headed next where where's what's what's your journey taking you to next here what's the next right now i am developing a a community a membership site for my women and it's called um healing for my sisters it's a it's going to be an online platform where I have all like a whole bunch of resources for um, um, weekly um, support groups, um, education about domestic violence, other mental health issues, have people that come in that's expert on different types of uh, trauma healing and everything like that. So that is definitely what I'm working on right now. And so this is a, a odd question, but um, out of everything that has happened, that has, you know, with uh, with domestic violence and that you've experienced, what's been the best part to come out of it? Mm the best part that came out of it is me using my my testimony is my testimony me being able to tell my story to help other people see the light um i think god put us in put, put us in situations that he know we can handle and um these are tests that like that's why it's called a testimony these are tests that he put us to see how we could use the test that he gave us to help his people so i think the best thing that came out of this is my testimony and me be able to tell my story and to break these generational curses that is over my family. So with my mother coming to the light and me coming to the light gives my children an opportunity not to have to experience what we what we have experienced. And you know, your children may not appreciate what you and your mom have done now, but yeah. Give, give them 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. 
they will. So, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's great. Um, I'm really happy we got to meet and talk here and uh, get to know you just by hitting record and going. And so, yeah. And so where can people find you on the internet or wherever? You can find me on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok at Let Rose Speak. And you can look at my website at www.letrosespeak.com. Okay. And uh, so what do you do on TikTok? I like asking this one too. Uh, I just do educational are... videos just about different types of um, skills and stuff like that, about trauma, education on trauma and um, giving them a couple of skills to help them and exercises about things they can do every day to help them on their healing journey. Excellent. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. I, I like asking that question to yeah. people that are uh, older than 20 yeah. or so. Yeah, that, I'm, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing a TikTok dance. No, no not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Maybe, maybe yeah. sometime, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Hey Rose, thank you again. And um, yeah, I appreciate you being on and thank you everybody for listening there uh wherever you are and make sure you check out rose jones go to the places she said i'll put it in the show notes so you can get it if you forget uh yeah and so thank you rose and yeah have a good rest of your day we'll we'll talk soon okay all right thank you have a good day yeah you too bye all right you guys that was awesome so we are back here in a few hours. It's 1.42. Got a podcast at 6 o'clock. So that's going to be number three. What's well, going to be number four? Well, we got number three coming out today. So be ready for that. And then, yeah. So thank you guys. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, I don't know. Follow. How does that work? It's on TikTok, Rumble, iHeart. Uh, YouTube, not TikTok, YouTube probably. I can put this on YouTube because we don't talk about stuff on this one that's uh too gonna get me taken off YouTube. So and it's not then it has to do with Disney. So win-win. So thank you everybody. And I will play you out here because that's what we're doing. Make sure that that's on. Now let's play you out. And we'll just uh boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Boom. That is the show. Man, I don't know what I just clicked.